Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. We're not going to waste any time today. We're going to get straight into our first world problem. We're going to talk a ton today about Lucifer, Satan, the devil. And our first world problem question is this. What do you think is the greatest lie about the devil? Or what do you think is the greatest lie that the devil has ever told? Like, what's the first lie that comes to your mind? When you associate and talk about the devil. I just thought about this because of Halloween and how people depict the devil with like horns and they got the tail and the pitchfork. And it's really not that harmful. But the Bible describes him as a roaring lion on the prowl ready to devour people. And I just thought like if the devil did take human form, he'd be a tall, dark and handsome dude who's a great speaker, super smooth. But lion, lion and lion. Just talking that good game, manipulating people and being conniving. Or if he took the form of a woman, he'd be gorgeous. Probably plickety, plickety, pow. Like, that, that's, that's what I would imagine. Now, when you think about what are some of the greatest lies that the devil has ever told, told Adam and Eve, you surely will not die if you eat of this fruit. In fact, you're going to know good and evil. Go ahead and do it. Like, lying, just lying. And then accusing them after they did it. Or you think about Judas, like what lie did Satan tell Judas? Did he get him with the lie of, you know what? God can't forgive you. God cannot forgive you. You've been with him for three years. What? And you did this? Or did he get him with the lie of, you know what? Jesus, he, he really isn't the savior. He really isn't the savior. You just killed the innocent man. You're going to have to kill yourself now. What do you think is the greatest lie that Satan has ever told? Or what do you think is the greatest lie about Satan? I think about today, Satan has lied and gotten this pattern, this philosophy that, you know what? There's no such thing as the devil. The devil doesn't really exist is what some people will say. That's just a figment of the imagination. People just make this up. There's no such thing as the devil. There's no real true evil. Like, come on now. Come on now. But I want to hear from you. Instagram, Twitter, my handle is championlife23. If you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments right now. What do you think is the greatest lie about the devil? Or what do you think is the greatest lie that the devil has ever told? And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode is The Devil Is No Match. Now, when you bring up the devil, some people will be like, and the devil is so powerful, he's on the same level as God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's like, nah, he's not. And then you have somebody else who's like, man, the devil is, that's not even real. That's just something man made up to try to scare you. Like, is the boogeyman real too? And it's like, well, that is a lie too. The, the devil is real. And on this episode of The Devil Is No Match, we first just got to understand, the devil is a liar. He is an accuser. And he is a fraud. So he wants people to think that he is equal to God, but he ain't. And he doesn't mind if people think he doesn't exist either, because one of the one of the toughest enemies is an enemy you doesn't even don't even know is there. Now, we have to give the devil his due respect and understand he is public enemy number one. But we don't want to give him too much respect and we don't want to put him on the same level as God, because that's not true 
either. Now, the first thing we got to look at are like, what are the devil's weapons or what are the devil's traps? The devil knows that we have a sinful nature. We have sinful flesh and he's always trying to use that against us. And that's where he gets to accusing us at times. And then the devil also uses the world. The world has some patterns and some philosophies that support his mission. And his mission is to get us to be like, I don't need a God and to damage our relationship with God and make us hate God. That's what he wants us to do. But when you get to looking at our, our sinful nature, when you get to looking at, at the world, sometimes people can contribute everything like the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. And it's like sometimes it's like it's really just your sinful nature. And what I'm talking about with that sinful nature and that flesh is Genesis chapter five, verse three. It says when Adam had lived one hundred and thirty years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image. And he named him Seth. And do you understand what his own likeness was? He fell and he sinned. The serpent got him and Adam and Eve to, to sin. And ever since then, from the time we've been conceived, the Bible tells us we have been with sin, iniquity. You know, our flesh is jacked up and DNA is real. We get some things passed down to us that really have nothing to do with the devil personally attacking us, but have to do with like our flesh being jacked. And I just want to talk about a couple of different things that like it's a combination of our own sinful flesh. And it's also a combination of the world. When th people talk about like certain job situations and you look and you like the devil and I let me the devil, uh, uh, the devil is setting me up. And it's like, no, bro, you lazy. Or, you know, sometimes when people are talking about being overweight or when people are talking about their temper or certain emotions that they have, that comes from their sinful nature at times. When you think about the lust, the lust that we usually have, think about our culture and our society. We are told not to do things if they are not fun, if they are not entertaining, and if it doesn't bring me glory I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't care. Don't be selfless. Don't be serving. Don't be anything like God. That's just stupid. That is stupid. And we definitely are in a culture and society. It's like, man, you got to have success. You got to have instant gratification as quick as you possibly can. Any way you possibly can. I call that like the cheating steps success. It's kind of like, you know, why study when I can cheat? Why work when I can steal? Why watch what I can? Why watch what I eat? When I can have surgery or I can take medication, like why tell the truth when I can lie? Like, why would I do it? That make it make sense. And it's like that's a, a pattern of this world and the world supports that devil's mission. And it makes it so easy for us to to not have to have a personal attack from the devil because the world is kind of set up for that. And Romans 12 verse 2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I remember asking Pastor Jeremy about this. And we we're talking about movies, and I was talking about entertainment, and just like, you know, Illuminati, and, you know, how much do you think the devil plays a role in movies? And he's like, well, I don't know if he necessarily needs to personally attack people because it's already set up. Like it's already tons and tons of weeds. And when there are tons and tons of weeds, you know what weeds do? They produce more weeds. Weeds can grow in the rocks. They can grow in the cement cracks. Weeds can grow in some crazy places. And it's like the devil doesn't necessarily have to be personally involved with that or even demons. Because it's like it's already a, 
a system that is set up to reproduce, set up to reproduce. That's why it's so important to have the gospel and the true message being preached any and everywhere because weeds is so easy for them, for them to grow. And the devil can just get out the way then because he's already got that system set up with, with the world and, and our sinful flesh. And I want to look at 1 John 2 verse 15. It tells us about being enamored with the world. It says, do not love the world or anything in it. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. Notice it didn't say don't love the devil. Like that's that's obvious, right? But loving the world and understanding what that means, that is so important. That is so key right there. Because think about some of the codes and, and patterns of this world, like no snitching, my body, my choice. I just need to be happy. Like everything is about my happiness. And if I'm not happy, then it don't make sense. And I'm just going to focus on me and being happy. Like, nah, everything ain't about just being happy. Do what you want. You are your own God. Nobody knows you better than you. Like these are all messages of the world. And sometimes they can be kind of good, but it's like, nah, there's some underlying stuff in there. There's some things they're trying to get you to do without God, without, without God. Now I want to look at, you know, when you combine the world and our sinful flesh and how our enemy uses that, how does our enemy use that? First John two verse 16, it says for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. This is what I mean by success or like instant gratification. It says comes not from the father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. And, and just think about that. When you have your focus on the wrong things in the wrong place, this is when you get to like having that mentality. Like, you know, the reason I don't read, the reason I don't pray, the reason I don't eat right, the reason I don't do whatever is because you know what? The devil knows how to tempt me. Like the devil tempts me with this show. It's like, did the devil personally go and flick the remote and make this show? Come on. No, that, that was, that was you. Or you know what? The devil knew to have my phone going off, you know? Or the devil knew that I should never, ever have any time. Like, I never have any time to do what, what I want to do. And sometimes you got to be like, bro, that's you. That's your old Adam or your old Eve. That's your sinful nature. Or that's like the pattern that the world has set up for you already. Like, you can't depend on the world to make you righteous. Like, that's not a default. The world's default is to make you be enemies with God and make you be friends with Lucifer. That's that's the world's default. And sometimes it's us doing the most like we think that we can please our flesh. We think that we can be of the world. And then we're shocked when the enemy uh, attacks us. But we pretty much have a sign that says, please attack me. Like the Bible talks about don't give the enemy a foothold. And a lot of times we do more than give him a foothold. We, we give him a lot more than that. And we got to keep that in, in mind in each and everything, because, you know, sometimes you like, man, I keep seeing these big old behinds on social media. Like that's the devil tempting me. Like, bruh, that's that's the world and that's your old Adam. Yeah, that's that's a weapon and a trap of the devil, but that ain't the devil personally in a lot of cases. It's not the devil in a lot of cases. Now let's look at Galatians 6, verse 8. It says, Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Now the world is set up to please our sinful flesh. We gotta remember that. I'm gonna keep saying that to you. Like that's the default setting. That is the absolute default setting. It goes on to say, whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Like to please the spirit, that takes more intentionality. 
Or maybe I should say it, it takes more being different because everybody nowadays like I'm different. Yeah, I'm like you not really different. You following the same code, the same routine as everybody else. But you swear you different. You not. You acting just like the rest of them. You acting just like the rest of them. But everybody want to be different. But let's see. Are you being different for God? Are you being different based off of what God's word says and being a light? Like letting your light shine for him. But that's another thing. It, it takes more to um to please the spirit. It takes more sacrifice. It takes being on a, a different path. Like without a doubt. And on this episode of The Devil Is No Match, we got to really look at some questions that people ask at times. Because sometimes people compare God and the devil and think they're on the same level. And it's like, bruh, it's not comparable at all. It is absolutely not comparable and one of the first questions that i have heard people ask is like how strong is the devil like how much power does he or other evil spirits have the devil is not omnipotent i almost want to say omnipotent sometimes what i mean is the devil is not all powerful you know who is all powerful god the father son and the holy spirit or the holy ghost whatever you want to say god is all powerful the devil definitely has some power like don't don't get me wrong the devil has some power. I think about you look in, in, in Exodus when Moses and they had the 10 plagues, like the devil um, empowered people to do some little magic tricks, too. But what happened? God did way more, all so much more powerful than him. But when you think about it, apart from apart from God, he's definitely stronger than, than you and I. Like, that's for sure. That's not something we want to play with at all. But even the devil He's still under the the restrictions of, of God, like God puts God's put rules and restrictions on him at times. And like he needs permission from God in some ways, like look at Job chapter one, verse 12 or Job two, verse six. Like this demonstrates that he can't just do whatever he wants to do. He can't just do whatever he wants to do. Like Satan can only do what God allows him to do. And remember, God is doing that in his wisdom, because think about this. Satan was so bent on killing Jesus, killing Jesus. I got to get Jesus killed. But that was in God's wisdom, because what did that what did God use for that? God used Jesus to defeat the devil. He used it to crush his head like he thought he was winning, but he wasn't. Because when Jesus popped out that tomb, it was like, oh, snaps, it's over. Like. You lost, bro. You 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 already didn't have a chance, but you really don't have a chance now. Like it, it's over. And looking in the Bible, demons and evil spirits were able to make people strong. They were able to make people deaf. They were able to make people mute. So they definitely had some power. So I just want to look at Luke chapter 13, verse 11, to kind of touch on that power a little more. It says that a woman who was there had been crippled by a spirit. This is talking about an evil spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. Jesus, though, look at what Jesus does, because Jesus is more powerful. Jesus is God. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Like he's so much more powerful than the devil. He's so much more powerful than devil. Look at Matthew chapter 17. This is like in verse 14 to 21, but I'm just going to read verse 18. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Like Jesus, like these demons, these evil spirits, the devil, they ain't no match for him. None. Zero. No match. No match. Luke 8 verse 2. It talks about him casting out seven demons in one of his followers, Mary. Seven demons like that. He he can just say it and it's, it's over and it's done with. 
God's power is limitless to infinity and beyond. The devil definitely has a cap. Demons definitely have a cap with their power. You know, and I just want to say, like, what do you do if you encounter evil spirits? Like, you need to pray to God in those situations. You definitely need to pray to God in situations and say, get away from me, Satan. Get away from me, evil spirit. Like, don't try to bargain or, or talk to evil spirits. Like, that's not something to play with. That's not something to do with. You know, we got to understand who is our protector and who is our God? Jesus Christ. Like, our God is our protector. Like, you don't have to bargain with, with spirits and all that stuff. Like, that, that ain't nothing to play with. Nothing to do. Now, another question that people ask is, does the devil know my thoughts and know my heart? Does the devil know my thoughts and does the devil know my heart? No, he doesn't. He's not omniscient. He is not all-knowing. You know who is who is all-knowing? Our God, look at first Kings eight, verse thirty nine. Only God alone knows every human heart. The devil does not read your mind. He does not read your heart. Now, what I do want to say about Satan, he is a lying, smart sociologist means he studies people like he can hear your conversations and he can see what you're doing. He has to do things based off his observations and based off of history because he's been around a long time. Right. And is as a lot of us humans we're, we're pretty much the same so when he is attacking or doing certain things it's based off of him studying and hearing and seeing what we do like but think about jesus think about god think about how all-knowing he is matthew 10 verse 30 tells us but the very hairs of your head are all numbered i mean maybe the, the spots on my head are because i ain't got no hair on my head but just think about that's like that's how all-knowing our God is Psalm 147 verse four tells us he counts the number of stars. He gives names to all of them. Like, do you comprehend that? You ever just look up in the sky and just come, come on now. Like, that's how all knowing, how powerful, all awesome our God is. And when I was reading that and I thought about him giving names to all the stars, I was just like, it's so hard for us to comprehend that God knows every single one of us like he knows every single thing about us the people that once existed the people that currently exist and the people that will exist one day and it's like he simultaneously can be there for every single one of us in the most intimate way possible like the devil can't do that he can't isaiah 40 verse 28 tells us do you not know have you not heard the everlasting god the lord the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired his understanding is inscrutable. Like our God is all knowing. The devil ain't all knowing. He he might know more than you and me, but he's a, a sociologist. He needs to study and do all that stuff. God just knows it. God is so much more powerful. Like it's it's not even comparable. It's not comparable. Then another thing people sometimes wonder is like, is the devil everywhere? Omnipresent. And it's like, no. You know who is omnipresent though? You know who is everywhere at all times? Our God, our God. Now, something about the devil though, that I did notice, it seems like he can travel faster than like you and me. It seems like he definitely can travel faster than you and me. But I was just looking at Job chapter one, verse seven. And, you know, God was like, where have you been? He said, roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. But the devil can only be one place at one time. That ain't that ain't what God God got way more power to do more with that for show for show. Um, look at what first Peter five verse eight tells. It says your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He might be able to travel fast, 
but he ain't everywhere at all times. Look at what it says about our God, Jeremiah 23, verse 23 and 24. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord? Do I not feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord? So you understand that's that's different. That's different. It's levels to this. It's levels to this. The devil got some power and stuff, but he's not messing with our our triune, awesome, perfect God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He ain't messing with Jesus. He's he's not. And on this episode of the Devil is No Match, there are a couple things that I just want to point out to to wrap this up and to close up. The first one is this: you and I cannot expect the world. We cannot our not expect our flesh to naturally want God's righteousness like it's not a natural thing okay Galatians 5 verse 16 and 17 tells us so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want you need to make sure I need to make sure we are feeding our flesh God's word and being intentional about that. We need to hear the gospel. We need the sacraments. That that right there allows us to, to walk with the spirit. And then we got to just point out some things about the devil. Like the devil, it talked about the devil being a, a lion on the prowl looking for us. We got to understand and be equipped with the armor that we have. Because we ain't going to get it from, our, from, from this world. Okay. It tells us in Ephesians 6. Verse 10 through 20, it tells us about the armor that we have. And I'm just going to read starting at verse 14, but you should go read the whole thing. It says, stand firm, then will the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. It's so many different things that told us right there. It says the truth. It says being God's word. It says understand the gospel provides you true peace. The messages of the world, you ain't never going to be at peace. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be worrying. Mm -mm. But but the gospel, the gospel is what provides us peace to realize that ain't nothing I did. It's all God. It's all Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The helmet, the helmet of salvation, understanding like the devil ain't going to rip. He can't rip you apart from that. The sword of the spirit. You and I have the sword. And what is that? It, it talks about the word of God, the word of God. What is first John five verse four tells us? It says for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes Jesus is the son of God. So we can overcome the world. Why? Because you and I know Jesus is the son of God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be gifted with this faith. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And then we always got to remember this. On this episode of The Devil Is No Match, we always have to remember this. The devil, demons, evil spirits, they already lost. They already lost. Like Jesus already crushed his head. He already crushed his head. And Revelations 20, verse 10 reminds us, it says what will happen at the very, very end. It says, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. 
And then I just got to remind you, because sometimes people are scared, like, man, the devil might get me or the world might get me. or, or, or. And it's like, no, we, we got to remember this. Romans 8, verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from a, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God for that. Thank Jesus for that, man. We got so much to be thankful for. Praise and worship. Praise and worship. And we got to remember, Jesus or the devil? Jesus or the devil? The devil is no match when it comes to Jesus. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Devil Is No Match. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.